0: welcome to the thumb body show where we prove that even your thumb can change the world that's impossible join host jemmy gibson as we explore the zany world of entrepreneurship and personal branding (laughs) we'll cover topics like storytelling public speaking writing your first book content creation and video and occasionally our host may even perform a few magic tricks for you. But don't worry, we're not all business. Oh no. Oh no. We like to have a little fun and embrace our inner weirdness. Are you ready to unleash your inner thumbtrepreneur? That's that's not even a word. Ready to make a difference in the world? This is the show for you. Join us on the Thumbbody Show, and let's spread the power of of one-of-a-kindness. What does that even mean? You're not a nobody. You're a somebody. You're a Thumbbody.
1: Alright, welcome to The Thumbbody Show, where we explore the busy intersection of personal branding and entrepreneurship. This is Episode 21. I'm your host, Jimmy Gibson, and I'm here to remind you that you are Thumbbody Special. If you're not familiar with the Thumbbody brand and backstory, invest another 10 minutes in Episode Number 1. The full story is there. You'll learn about a brand I'm bringing back from my childhood, after it was abandoned, in the 1970s. On The Thumbuddy Show, we're all about spreading the power of of one-of-a-kindness. We believe that everyone has unique gifts and talents that can be used to make a positive impact in the world. Well, this is a milestone episode for sure. On every episode, I talk about the Thumbuddy brand and how I'm bringing back the Thumbuddy brand from my childhood. Well, I was just notified this week that my application has been approved and I am the proud owner of the trademark. I get to put a circle R on my products and services. Now, I want to dive into why it's important for your brand to consider securing a trademark too. And trust me, it's not as complicated as it sounds. Let's get started with the Thumbbody Show.
0: And now, and and, and now, our special segment. It's It's what you've you've been been waiting waiting for. for.
1: Now, just a quick reminder, dear Thumbbody listeners, while I strive to provide helpful and accurate information on the show, I am not a trademark attorney. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute legal advice. Always consult with a qualified attorney for legal questions and guidance on your specific situation. Now, imagine your business as a home. You've poured your heart and soul into it. The decor, the paint on the walls, the flower pots on the windowsills. Everything screams you. Now, would you leave that house unlocked while you're away? Definitely not, right? Think of a trademark as a solid, foolproof lock for your business. Let's break it down. When you trademark your business, you're essentially securing the right to use that trademark in the U.S. or wherever you register it. It's like calling dibs on a good seat at the theater, except your seat is your brand in the market, and the dibs last a lifetime as long as you renew. This means you can legally sue anyone in federal court who tries to imitate or misuse your trademark. Protecting your business from counterfeits and impersonators. A trademark also gives you the power to stop others from getting a federal trademark for any brand that's confusingly similar to yours. Imagine trying to sell a product on Amazon and finding another seller with a suspiciously similar name confusing your potential customers. Not cool, right? With a trademark you can avoid such tricky situations. But hey, How do I know if my chosen trademark isn't already taken? Good question. That is why we conduct a trademark search. It's kind of like Googling before choosing a unique username for a new social media account. A thorough trademark search will help you find any existing trademarks that might be similar to yours and prevent any potential legal trouble down the road. This may sound intimidating, but I promise you it's not. Think about it like filling out an online form, which you probably already do a lot. All the information required is typically about your business and the trademark you're trying to register. Once you've provided this information, an attorney or even a law firm like the one I used files the trademark application on your behalf. In about one to three business days, your application gets filed. However, the full process, including getting approval from the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, USPTO, takes roughly eight to ten months, or actually it could be longer. They are backed up right now as of the recording. While it seems to take a long wait, remember that the lock for your business needs to be strong and foolproof. The waiting period is just ensuring that we're going to tackle a pretty interesting question. What's the difference between registering a name trademark versus an image or a logo trademark? I know that might sound like legal jargon, but don't worry, we're gonna break it down into something everyone can understand. Let's start with name trademarks. These refer to registering the name of your business or brand. Let's use an example. You're selling a new type of eco-friendly notebook and you name it, I don't know, Green Jot. Registering a name trademark would mean that you're protecting the name Green Jot so that no one else can use that name for their product in the United States or wherever you register your trademark. Now, let's just say in addition to the unique name, you've also designed a distinctive leaf-shaped logo for Green Jot. This logo helps your customer recognize your brand instantly. Registering an image or logo trademark protects this unique symbol. So if someone tries to sell notebooks under a different name, but uses a leaf shaped logo similar to yours, they could be infringing on your trademark. But here's something really cool. You can also choose to register a combination of the two. This is called a compositor stylized trademark. So if you have a unique way of displaying your brand name, Green Jot, alongside your leaf logo, you can protect the whole arrangement as one trademark. However, do remember each type of registration, whether name, image, or combination, provides protection only for what is registered. If you register the name GreenJot, it doesn't automatically protect your leaf logo and vice versa. So, Which one should you go for? That depends on your brand and your future plans. If your brand identity is strongly tied to your logo, or if you plan on changing your logo's design frequently, then registering the brand name might make more sense. On the other hand, if your logo is a significant element of your brand's recognition, you might want to consider trademarking the logo or going for a composite trademark. We're going to delve into a topic that often causes a lot of confusion especially in the fashion industry and among creatives that's right we're discussing the difference between ornamentation like on a t-shirt and a brand image what's the big deal it's just the design on a t-shirt right well not exactly in the world of trademarks there's a very important distinction between these two let's start with ornamentation imagine a t-shirt with a bright sunflower printed right in the middle Now, this sunflower might be a stunning piece of art, but when it comes to trademark law, it's typically considered an ornamental design. This means it's seen more as a decorative element that enhances the appeal of the t-shirt rather than something that identifies and distinguishes the source of the t-shirt. Think about it. When you see a sunflower on a t-shirt, does it immediately make you think of a specific brand? Probably not. And this is where the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, USPTO, often draws the line. They typically deny trademark registration for designs that are merely ornamental, arguing that these designs don't function as trademarks because they don't indicate a source of goods. On the flip side, let's talk about brand images. Imagine you see a t-shirt with a swoosh an apple, or a pair of golden arches. Even without naming them, I bet you could tell me what brands these images represent. That's because these are not ornamental designs. They are recognized symbols that immediately identify the source of the goods and therefore can be trademarked. However, here's where it gets interesting. If you consistently use an ornamental design in a way that consumers begin to associate with your brand, it could potentially be registered as a trademark. This means that if our sunflower design over time and with a lot of marketing becomes synonymous with our brand, we could then register it as a trademark. To wrap this up, the difference between ornamentation and brand images lies in whether the design or image is primarily used to make the product more appealing or if it's used to identify the source of the product. The distinction is super important to the trademark office when it comes to granting trademarks. Whether you're an artist printing designs on a t-shirt or a business owner looking to create a recognizable brand, understanding the distinction can help you make an informed decision about protecting your brand. Now, we're going to move a little bit and chat about something that might seem a bit complicated at first, but actually it's super crucial when it comes to applying for your trademark. I'm talking about class designations. Now, what on earth are class designations, you ask? Well, When you apply for a trademark, you have to specify the particular goods or services that your mark applies to. The United States Patent and Trademark Office uses a system of categories called classes to organize goods and services. There are a total of 45 classes, 34 for goods and 11 for services. One crucial aspect that often surprises people is this registering your trademark in one class does not necessarily protect you against someone registering the same name or image in another class. Think of each class as its own distinct universe. When you register your trademark in a specific class, you're protecting it within that universe. You're telling the world that for this type of good or service, your trademark is unique and can't be used by anybody else. However, this protection does not automatically extend to other classes or universes let's start with a few examples of classes of goods class 9 this one includes a variety of technology related goods everything from computer software and hardware to mobile phones cameras and even downloadable music files class 25 this is a big one for all you fashion entrepreneurs class 25 is all about clothing footwear and headgear Class 29, this includes all forms of food items like meat, fruit, vegetables, milk, produce, etc. Now, what about service classes? Class 35 is a broad one covering a wide range of business-related services like advertising, business management, business administration, and office functions. Class 41, are you in the business of entertainment or education? This class covers services like training, entertainment, sporting, and cultural events. Class 45, this class covers personal and social services like legal services, security services for protection of property and individuals, and personal and social services to meet the needs of individuals. Choosing the correct class or classes for your goods or services is a critical part of the trademark application process. If you pick the wrong class, your application could get rejected or you might end up not having the protection in areas that you need. Also, remember that if your business deals with goods or services that fall under different classes, you'll need to apply for a trademark in each one of those classes. I know, this might seem a lot to take in, but don't worry. If you're feeling overwhelmed, a good trademark attorney can guide you through the process and make sure you select the correct class designation for your trademark application. All right, let me give you an example. Let's take a journey onto the trademark universe, and this time we're bringing along our trusty bag of gourmet coffee beans. Let's say you've done all the right things. You've got a great name for your coffee brand, and you have successfully registered your trademark in Class 30, which covers coffee and foodstuffs. Your coffee is flying off the shelves, and you feel really good about the protection and trademark this protection gives you one day you come across a t-shirt company that's using the same name as your coffee brand on their clothing line this company has registered the name in class 25 which covers clothing you're taken aback wondering hey wait a minute can they do that well the short answer is yes they can remember our universe analogy your coffee brand trademark protection exists in class 30 universe which does not automatically extend into the class 25 universe of clothing. While both of you are using the exact same name, you're operating in completely different sectors and categories of goods. The main purpose of trademark law is to prevent consumer confusion, and it's unlikely that a reasonable consumer would assume a connection between your coffee brand and this unrelated t-shirt company. However, as mentioned earlier, These are the exceptions. If your coffee brand is so famous or well-known that it transcends the boundaries of its product category, then you might have a case. But for most brands, this is a high bar to meet. So what can you do as a savvy entrepreneur? Well, when you're planning your trademark strategy, think beyond your current product or service line. If you can foresee your brand branching out into clothing, merchandise, or other areas, consider applying for trademark protection in those classes too. And of course, having a great trademark attorney by your side can help you navigate these complexities and set you up for success. Now, speaking of a great trademark attorney, should you hire an attorney or try to navigate the process on your own? It's a common dilemma, and I want to provide you some insight that might help you make an informed choice. So, why would you consider hiring an attorney when applying for a trademark? Well, let's imagine you're on a journey to a destination where you've never been before. You can either get there with the help of an experienced guide who knows the terrain, or try to navigate it by yourself, risking getting lost or missing some significant landmarks. The process of applying for a trademark is much like a journey. It's complex and full of legal intricacies that might be hard to navigate without professional guidance. An experienced trademark attorney can help in a number of ways. They can conduct a thorough trademark search, advise on the likelihood of approval, and correctly identify the class of goods or services for your mark. Prepare and file applications accurately and respond effectively to any objections from the trademark office data from the trademark office suggests that applications filed with the help of an attorney are significantly more likely to be approved than those filed without now this doesn't guarantee approval of course but it indicates that professional guidance can increase your chances now I actually used an attorney uh, it was well worth the money I knew I could fill out the forms myself, but they did help me navigate, and I believe that it was significant in my ability to get registered on the first try. Now, let's talk about some potential pitfalls if you decide to go it alone. First, you might end up with an incomplete or incorrect search. The Trademark Office database is vast, and searching for similar or potentially conflicting trademarks isn't as simple as a quick search. Without proper knowledge, you might miss something critical. Second, the application process is kind of complex. For example, one challenging step is correctly identifying your goods or service classes. Misclassifying could lead to a rejection of your application. Third, responding to an office action or refusal from the trademark office can be challenging. An attorney can help craft a compelling response to increase the likelihood of getting your application approved. Lastly, misunderstanding or overlooking strict timelines of the Trademark Office could lead to your application also being abandoned. An attorney keeps track of these deadlines and ensures all responses and documents are submitted on time. So in a nutshell, while it's possible to file a trademark application on your own, an attorney's expertise can provide a smoother path, prevent common mistakes, and increase your odds of success. And as always, your situation is unique. And resources will guide your decision and remember listeners the path to success isn't always easy but the journey is the one that matters stay unique and keep making your mark so what's the next step let me outline a specific strategy for you to take action on step one identify what needs protection take a good look at your brand is there a unique name logo or tagline that you want to seek protection for Or perhaps you have a unique pattern or design that becomes closely associated with your brand. This step involves pinpointing what sets your brand apart and what needs to be trademarked. Step two, of course, is conduct a trademark search before you apply for a trademark. You want to ensure the trademark isn't already taken. This process can be done online using the Trademark Electronic Search System or acronym TESS available on the USPTO's website. This will help you avoid any potential legal trouble and also give you an idea about what similar trademarks are out there. Step three, consider professional help. The process of applying for a trademark can get complex and detailed, so consider seeking professional help. Trademark attorneys can provide you with legal advice and also guide you through the application process. They will help you file the application correctly, respond to any objections, and ensure the entire process happens smoothly. Step four, prepare and submit your application. After conducting a search and consulting with a professional, it's time to submit your application. You can file your application through the Trademark Electronic Application System, T-E-A-S, on the USPTO website. Lots of acronyms here. Step five, you want to monitor your application after filing. Keep an eye on the status of your application through the Trademark Status and Document Retrieval System. That's the TSDR. And if the Trademark Office has any issues or requires additional information, they'll communicate with you through this system. Remember, securing a trademark can be a lengthy process. It may take several months and up to a year But don't let that discourage you. It's all about safeguarding the brand you've worked so hard to build. For more detailed information, of course, you can head over to the USPTO or wherever you are in the world. They have plenty of resources and guides to help you navigate the process. If you're looking for professional help, reach out to a reputable trademark law firm or trademark attorney. I'll actually include the link to the one that I used in the show notes. Now, remember, every journey starts with a single step, and I encourage you to take that step today. Keep that thumb body spirit going, folks. Until next time, stay unique and keep making your mark on the world. That's it for today, friend. Remember, the path to success is often a winding one, but understanding these twists and turns can make the journey so much more manageable. Keep being uniquely you.
0: That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. Before you go... Here's our rule of thumb from today's episode. Ooh, a thumb tip. (laughs) All right, thumb
1: buddies. As we wrap up our discussion on trademark registration, I want to leave you with this rule of thumb. When you're considering whether to file a trademark for your business, ask yourself, is this a vital aspect of my brand's identity? Would I be harmed if a competitor used this element if the answer is yes then it's time to consider securing a trademark protecting your unique brand identity is crucial to your success after all in the world of business your unique identity is your thumbprint something no one else can replicate stay unique and hey stay protected be sure to subscribe to The Thumbbody Show on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss upcoming episodes. We'd also love to hear your thoughts, questions, and feedback. Feel free to reach out to us on social media, send us an email, and thank you for listening. And we will see you next time on The Thumbbody Show.
0: Ready to become a part of the most exclusive club around? Wow, really? The Thumbbody Club is where it's at. As a member, you'll get a membership card. Oh, yeah. Be a part of the global community of Thumbbodies and receive a super-secret weekly club newsletter. Wow. But that's not all. We've got a bag full of tricks coming throughout the year. Just go to imthumbbody.com to sign up. And the best part? It's totally free and worth every penny. (laughs) Don't miss out on this amazing opportunity. Join the Thumbbody Club today.